Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. What would we do without our patrons? Nothing. That's what. Thank goodness for people like Walter Van Royen, The Tad, and Nicholas Shorten. Be a critical part of this family at patreon.com slash TMS today. Coming up on TMS... Isn't there a lobster called Sebastian the Crab? Chairs for dogs that sneak around. Crusty Snow stole my glove. Huffing and puffing. Can Michael Sarah grow a beard because I like really wanted to know? Laptop handstand. Why don't you just tell me the creature you want to name? Special hyena. We've got no coral chicks. Zonk right out. <laughs> Big fat stupid pants. The Walmart of ski resorts. Sidekick sandwich. The sound of silence with Tom. Who's eating who with Randy and Nicole and more on this episode of The Morning Stream. Why did I give up hemorrhoids in 15K a year? I don't know. That question keeps me up nights. Four trucks can outdo Chevrolet in any event. Well, okay, but watch it. The Morning Stream. Oh, my gosh. The one. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to TMS. It's the morning stream for Wednesday, January 17th, 2024. I'm Scott Johnson, and that is Brian Ibbett. Hi, Brian Ibbett. Hello, hello. You know what? Fletcher's thing kind of made me want to yawn. Oh, man, yeah. It's like I kind of want to uh, just do the show lying down. Mm-hmm. I've got my uh, Secret Labs chair. I can put it in, in uh, full recline mode and just zonk right out. I need one of those. I'm just going to say it. I like it's, when you uh, when you're sitting in that every time I go, "Oh, you know what? I ought to get one of those." You know? They're great. But uh, please let me know if you do buy one, please let me know so I can give you a uh, a code cuz uh, they're big on the referral deals. Anyway, oh. that goes for any of you people. Uh What's the brand I again? Will say, one more time, I look them up real Secret quick. Secret Labs. Secret Labs. Okay. So yeah. these this isn't a, these aren't dogs that sneak around. These are this is a company. They're, no, those are uh, yeah, those are undercover Secret Labs. Gotcha, gotcha. Oh, here we go. Secretlab.co. Oh, these are such cool chairs, dude. They're great chairs, and they are like that. the The previous gaming chair I had was what caused a lot of my back problems back in twenty twenty two, and um, the switch to the Secret Lab chair was was one of the biggest the biggest factors in getting my back 
up and running again, uh, feeling good again. So nice. Look at that. They should be a sponsor with that glowing recommendation, right? right? Come on now, right? And I want to look like Jeez. this guy I just put in the Discord. Look at him chilling out. Oh, see, yeah, it doesn't look like it's good on your legs. He needs like a an uh, ottoman or something to put his legs up on. Yeah, you're cutting the blood off there, Chief. Yeah. Um, I don't necessarily. They have like branded ones, like a cyberpunk bright yellow black yeah, thing yeah. and that kind of thing. I, I don't know, necessarily I, I want that. Didn't, yeah, I didn't necessarily want to get a Batman one, but it was the same price as the other ones that I was looking at, mm-hmm. and so I was like, well, I guess I'm just going to get a Batman one. They, uh, uh, no Marvel from these guys. Oh, oh what? Then no that's sale. Right. That's fine. Oh. Yeah, that's no big deal. A lot of World of Warcraft. A lot of. Uh, a lot of Blizzard stuff. Um, they got Overwatch in here. A lot of Blizzard stuff. Yeah, yeah. I do it. I'd do a Diablo chair, maybe. I don't know. Put the put the yeah. Prime Evil on there, man. Make some real money. Anyway, uh, hi everyone. Enough about us and our health issues with our backs. Let's talk about life and uh, yeah. things that happen. Oh, life. Real quick here, bigger, uh, bigger than you, and you are not. Me. <laughs> we are going to get into some more injuries here in a second, but before we do. <laughs> <laughs> Just a uh, shout out to Cindy, uh, fellow tadpooler and person who helped us get our appointments mm. with our eye doctor yesterday. He's a very in demand eye doctor, so she got us. She did us a real solid by getting us in early, and nice. uh, it all went fine. He told me I had what's the term you and I were talking yesterday? Oh yes, um, it's in. Uh, let me find the word. It is. It's blefauskopy. Oh, blef, blef, blefartus. Blefartus. Oh yeah. my gosh. He says, yeah. I have a little blefartus. Really, all it is is your eyelashes get like kind of a dandruff on them. Yeah. And People usually it's good. Sleep, sleep dust. Sometimes yeah. sleep dust. Yeah. He, he, he told me it's because I, um, if you wash too much, it dries out, I think was the point. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it wasn't enough or whatever it was. It's just like a little thin layer. And you can get these little things. In fact, Brian had a brand he recommended where you can get that off of there. But. What kind of term is blefartus? Blefartus, yeah, exactly. You don't want to be told you got that. That sounds terrible. No, no. Yeah. Blefartus. It uh. sounds like uh, the worst uh, character in the movie Gladiator. <laughs> uh, you don't want to get stuck in the uh, the chamber with blefartus. Yeah, the chamber of blefartus is the scariest place ever. But it, right. but he was he was uh, saying off all these like he he'd be looking at my eye and go oh we got a little bit blop and the boot blop like these fake names or not fake names but very medical names that I don't know and I'm like sure. what are you am I am my eyes gonna explode what is all this all these words and at yeah, the end yeah. she's like oh no that's just this that's that none of the, your eyes haven't changed in fact you're only point two five off your normal prescription we'll give you a new one if you want it's barely gonna make a difference you're great all well done perfect pressure in there blah blah blah. So we had a otherwise perfect, uh, you know, walked away uh, uh, happy eyes. It was a perfect uh, call. It was perfect. There's it was perfect in every way. whatsoever. That's yeah, right. Perfect in every way. Yeah. We, uh, it's a 2024 front runner for the GOP, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Brian Ibbett. Um, yes, anyway, right. that all went great. So when I got back, I immediately got this text about more reasons that you and I and everyone else listening shouldn't mm-hmm. ski. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Good. Our right. reasons were like basic, like I don't want to spend the money. Uh, sure. It takes too long to do it all day, or whatever. It's cold. You know, yeah, all these weenies. It's, it's cold. It's not fun. It's uh, yeah. Right. There's lots of lots of. It's really just expensive and and cold and unpleasant. I can't really think of anything worse than yeah. those, that combination of things. And I lost a, a right glove on a ski lift the last time I skied. 
and never found it. It just it I love fell. That you remember the, the that was the right glove? Oh, 100 percent because I'm right-handed, and it bugged me that I was doing oh, all this right-handed wow. stuff. That normally, if it was if it was my left, I could have like kind of tucked it away, or you know, I couldn't. I just feel like I yeah. couldn't function with this one frozen hand. But I dropped Jeez. this glove. The glove. I remember it kind of floating down like a leaf. And then it hit, and we we're like <laughs> midway up there. Like, really light glove. Like it like- <laughs> it, it kind of was. It wasn't quite that light, but you know, okay, it was kind of like right. it was like a. I don't know. It kind of had a little curve to it. <laughs> and then when it hit the okay. snow, it took off. It was that kind of snow where not frozen, but kind of a crust. Yeah, and yeah. it just took off like on its own ski trip. Oh, like sl- started sliding down itself. Yeah, oh, it just geez. went. Bloop. And I, by the time it went out of my eyesight, I was like, I'm never seeing that glove again. And sure enough, I never saw yeah. that glove again. You're not going to be able to ski back to that. No. Anyway. That sucked. There's no way to get extra gloves while you're no, on the lift. No, it's not like, uh, well, you got to hope that somebody uh, lost their left glove and then just decided, screw it. I'm going to leave my light, my right glove up at the top with the uh, the dude who's uh, managing the ski lift and, yeah. and see if they can uh, do yeah, something Yeah, and the chances that. of that seem kind of low. And I'm pretty, pretty, pretty low. Yeah, I don't think that. Plus, so. I think I wore jeans that year. Which you ski in jeans? Just that one time, and I think it's because my brother what and I hated were, it. My my brother and I were idiots, and we didn't think about how. So picture me and my wacko brother Matt, yeah, in jeans on yeah. a wet ski slope, and every run we'd wipe out or whatever, and we'd get all wet. And then you got to wear those jeans for the rest of the day. Yeah. What were we oh, it's thinking? The absolute worst. It's the worst thing you can wear skiing. Yeah, it was dumb. And this is not the reason I never went back. I just worse than shorts. Oh, it's way worse <laughs> than shorts. Well, shorts would give you kind of a burn if you land, if you wipe out, right? But but at least shorts you yeah. can keep. You can stay sort of dry, cold, but dry. You kind of stay right, right, right. Yeah. But the your jeans pants? will keep you cold the entire day. Once they're wet, you're done. You're yeah, done. and they feel like they weigh a hundred pounds. They're just yeah. like big, fat, stupid pants. Anyway, uh, the point is. We got a text, and this came in from, okay. I, hmm, this is Zoe, is how you'd say it? Z-O, or X-O? Would you say Zoe? Oh, I would say Zoe, yes. I'm, uh, I'm plugging in a couple uh, titles for recommendals. Yeah, I would say Zoe. Uh, maybe X-O, like. Or Cho. It might be X-O, and then the real name is Steph, but the way they wrote it is weird. Oh, it is Steph, yeah. X-O, she's hugging Kiss, is what okay. she's doing. And the Steph is written with three Fs and a lowercase s, which threw me. But anyway, gotcha. so Steph from the Orthotrauma PT. Ooh. Ooh. So uh, some knows. authority here. Yeah, it says, another yes. reason not to ski per y'all's pre-show convo on Monday. Ski accidents. The amount of ski traumas I see at the U of U hospital are wild this time of year. We track them uh, each season to see which Utah resort has the most accidents. Any guesses? I'm going to guess... Um, I'm going to guess Brighton. I would think she's asking. She, she wouldn't have asked if it wasn't Snowbird, right? I would assume. Oh, I, I don't know. I mean, I my guess is I would say Brighton. Snowbird gets less overall people. I'm just thinking of the one oh, that gets really? the most okay. people, and I think Brighton. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Brighton, maybe Alta. Probably yeah. Brighton, though. So she'll have to tell us because she didn't follow up. So Yeah, she didn't leave the answer to follow in a second text. Didn't, didn't do any of that stuff. Yeah, but Brighton was always the place we would go. It was the cheapest. I don't know if it still is. It's not by much, but you might spend it twenty bucks less or something at Brighton. And uh, there, it just seemed like we were always hearing about somebody getting hurt. That's where my glove went and never came back. Was uh, was Brighton? Was in Brighton? Yeah, it's beautiful so up there. At least there was an injured. Uh, at least there was an injured glove. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, Brighton's got is the Walmart of our ski resorts, kind of. 
<laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. Our, Eldora is our Eldora. Then is our Brighton. Yeah, everyone's got a Brighton of it's, ski resorts. It's cheap. You can get to it really quickly. Uh-huh. Uh huh. It's not that great, but it's you can. It's it's like the closest one to the Denver area, and it's cheap. Yeah, and then you go from like that to I would say the Coles slash Target of ski resorts is like Snowbird Alta. Uh, a couple others sure. maybe and then if you want to go you know fancy store shopping like new york macy's or something you got to uh-huh. go up to sundance or uh, sure. uh the other one that sounds like horses i forgot the name of it <laughs> but uh, uh yeah it, i don't know why but that's always been a thing never the, the <laughs> oh that's a callback folks i heard from a guy yesterday i heard for that's funny you bring that up i heard from another guy i didn't bring it onto the show but a guy who says that they've got their their munchin pump down there in um <laughs> texas i guess is a, I thought is a he chain was kidding. i thought that was like a joke that that somebody came up with that name in our discord that said no it's real plugged, really it's really there's really one called a munchin pump or maybe it's pump and munch but it's some order like that pump and munch jeez oh, yeah pump wow. and munch gas station is what it is and it's in wow okay so it's an n like a pump dash n dash sure. pump cuz that's that's where the problem lies is the yeah that's the, the real issue right yeah, that's yeah. the big issue uh, looks like these are all over the midwest and uh, some in texas and we don't have one here but <laughs> pump be, and munch beware cuz maverick's buying everybody Sorry, Maverick is buying everybody, and uh, <laughs> they're heading your way. Anyway, so just be careful out there skiing, everybody, and thank you, tough Steph, for the uh, update, which she sent via our text line at 801-471-0462. And now an email yes. from Gabby. Right. We hear from Gabby now and again. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Gabby's a, a person about town. She does cool stuff. <laughs> and uh she's always willing to let us know so here's what gabby says some more obscure facts from gabby the peripheral production person uh this is a hollywood experience thing when i was a young i did some production in hollywood and i was working on a production as a production assistant on the movie the grand tour starring jeff daniels don't remember this movie at all do you i don't either nope, nope. yeah no memory of this says, I remember being in an office one day, and the writer David Towie came in, disappeared with a young lady into another room for a while, and then reemerged. It was literally probably 34 years ago, so I don't remember who else was there with me, but I do remember the kind of giggling, or sorry, uh, remember kind of giggling uh, with whomever it was when they reappeared. By the way, I worked in an office in L.A., so I never got to meet Jeff Daniels. But I think, if memory serves, he brought T-shirts to uh, for for all of the cast and crew, and was very sweet. I also met with David Bowie's wife, Amon, uh, when she came to audition for a part in the movie. Hmm. So that's interesting. The whole point of this is we were talking about how Hollywood's always been a little skeevy with the, you know, mm-hmm. someone sneaking a girl in a back room, and everyone just right, kind of right. pretends Count, they didn't uh, see casting it. Casting call, casting couch, yeah, kind all of that thing, stuff. Yeah. So that seems like a pretty good in support of that. Totally. Yeah. Maybe things have changed. I hope. To, to, for the better. You know what? If you listen to uh, Carol Burnett the other night, she says it has. She claims the whole system's way better than when she was coming up. I'll, I'll bet it was. I mean, it's certainly more inclusive now, for sure. It has to be. Yeah, I would um, think Don't so. forget that last, by the way, don't forget this uh, This last pa- uh, paragraph. It's oh, no, important. no. I, was, I just wanted to make sure to clear all that oh, okay, up. Gotcha. I okay, gotcha. Yep. I saw you clicking your, your square out of there. I'm like, oh, no, he's not done. 
Yeah, this is just ADD Johnson. Look at this. I can do this. I know. Oh, I see it going all over the place. I do it all the time. I don't know why I do it. Triggering an epileptic seizure is what it's doing. I don't know why I do it. It's so annoying. Anyway, one last thing about nice people in Hollywood. When I was a PA in the office uh, of the production, The Lost World, you know, the second uh, Mm -hmm. Jurassic Park, uh, Peter Stormare, Stormara, however you say it, came in at the end of the shoot and bought us all really cute cake and dinosaurs, uh, with dinosaurs rather, and thanked us all. Uh, I was always very impressed by that kind of gesture. Yeah, that guy seems like, you know, he might be a weirdo on screen, but he seems like a nice guy, you know? I think that's one of the things, like, if you can play uh, a weirdo on screen, it probably means in real life you were just the nicest, like, yeah, I know this is my niche. I know this is what I I, uh, am going to be typecast as from here on out, but whatever, I'm a nice guy uh, deep down. Yeah, he seems great. You know, not he's never put think, a real person in a wood chipper. He's never done that. No, he never would do that. I think Christopher Walken is uh, is who he appears to be, though. I think I think the uh, the Christopher Walken we see in his characters is the Christopher Walken you get outside. Yeah, which I am totally uh, okay with. By the way, yeah, I want him to be Christopher yeah, Walken. We want him one of those to be guys. as weird in real life as as he is on hundred uh, percent. I was thinking yeah. the other day about actors like that, where I don't feel like they're acting. They're just sort of being who they are. And I couldn't, now I can't think of who we, we had a whole list, Carter and I. We came up with a list and I can't think of anyone else now except Christopher Walken. But I like that kind of actor. I don't know what it is. You know what, Michael Sarah, good example. That dude just plays the same guy in everything he's in. And I'm 100% fine with it. It's totally fine. I don't need range out of Michael Sarah, And I don't need massive range out of Christopher Walken. No, no, no. But uh, There was a commercial team I saw the other day. Uh... What was it for? And it looked like Michael Sarah <clears throat> nibbling on a tortilla chip. This was during the uh, the Packers uh, Cowboys game, or, or really just the Packers game. Cowboys uh, didn't show up. Yeah, but um, uh, that looked like uh, it looked like Michael Sarah, but he's got a beard now, and so we weren't a hundred percent sure it was him. Oh, weird. Uh, I want to see like, him with was, a beard. That's weird. Let's see. Yeah, it's. Uh, can he grow a beard? <laughs> is it for Doritos? I'm wondering. Oh, yeah, man. for Uber Eats. That's right. It was an Uber Eats. Okay, that really is Michael Sarah. Like, really? Here's the commercial. I'm going to give you a link. Give it to and, me. Let's see it. And now that you know it's Michael Sarah, you might not have the same issue that we had, but but we were not 100% sure. Okay, here's the link. All right. I'm going to check this out. Going in Discord. Pit and play here. Yeah. Let's see what we get. Uh, let's get a little sound. Why'd I say I'd man the grill? I don't man things. Just find the knob that makes the hot fire come out. We also didn't have audio. We were watching the game and we were chatting with crazy neighbors, and so we had no audio. Yeah, if you had no audio, it'd probably... I could see that. He looks looks weird. He looks different. He does look weird, yeah. Yeah, I didn't know he could grow facial hair. That's awesome. Good for him. Yeah. He seems like a kid... (laughs) Just seems like, you know, one of those kid faces that can't ever... Put, right, exactly. Hair it's a little patchy in places, but uh, yeah, uh, yep. <laughs> nice title, TRBW. Uh, well, anyway, <laughs> we are uh, we're grateful for all your feedback, everybody. Keep that stuff coming. We love it. Never for stop. Sure. I didn't put this in the top of show notes, but I got to tell you a quick story uh, with Tina here. Go. So, um, because we because we share a house, and because she would like to get the benefits of an Amazon Prime membership as well we use the same account for ordering stuff on amazon makes sense right she just uses her her card and uh 
she uh, I see I get the notifications when she buys something. Um, she's very good about not doing birthday presents or Christmas presents for me in the same way, so I don't see what she's getting. But um, but I know she bought like a little laptop stand. One of these things, like if you use your laptop with an external monitor, an external keyboard, it raises your laptop up so you can flip up the screen, have it as a second monitor with your big monitor, but not have to have to use the keyboard to type on. A lot of people do this. Sure, of course. And it raises it up. And uh, uh, I see that she's buying one. And, um, and, and uh, I had given her one, you know, three years ago, several years ago. And uh, I'm like, oh, hold on a sec, because I have another spare. Don't, don't buy one. So I tell her to cancel order. She's like, well, let me show you what my other one's doing, because it's really weird. Um, because basically, she says, I put my laptop on there. And then uh, over the course of the day, just as she's using it and typing on her external keyboard, this thing will slide down the the um, the little rubber feet that just come down. The, the, basically, oh. her, her her laptop will just start sliding down the the keyboard. Stand. Gotcha, gotcha. And uh, and I'm like, really? Let me see that. So she takes her laptop off of it. She hands it to me. Okay. And then I take it and I flip it over because. <laughs> She has been using it with the feet that go on the bottom, the rubber feet that go on the bottom with the desk. And the top part where the laptop goes has a little, like two little prongs that go up that keep your laptop from sliding down that uh, she thought were just really, I guess, weird feet on the bottom of the laptop stand. Amazing. That's amazing. Yeah, Did she we cancel? laughed for a good 10, 15 minutes. On Did that she one. cancel the, uh, the order then? Yeah, she canceled yeah. the order. Okay. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> This thing ain't working. Turn it upside down. Oh! <laughs> uh, this is great. She just, and, you know, you see these things and you're like, it's just this weird, goofy shape. And you see the rubber feet. It's like, uh, that makes sense. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, I get it. And uh, also, you know, not everything works right. So you may be just thrown off like, hey, this didn't work. I'm going to get yeah. another one. I understand that. In fact, I probably exactly. replaced something I didn't need to in my lifetime. So, Tina, we commiserate. We understand. It's totally fine. Yeah. Put, exactly. Just turn the rubber the other way, and you're good. Yeah, and, and dubious rascal and BioCow are like, you can share your prime shipping with people in your household. And I said, that it's kind of what we're doing. It doesn't come to Brian Ibbett. It comes to her own name, her own address. But on some things, I get a notification of what she what she buys. So for right. whatever reason, sometimes it comes up. I get an email about what she's bought, and good thing she. Uh, <laughs> good thing I saw this one. I was able to avert a uh, a problem with a second one of these stands if she ended up doing the same thing. Yeah, it's basically what Carter does with our account. She just uses her card yeah. and switches to that when yeah. she buys something, and I get notified, you know, that something's coming, and I'm like, "Why are you buying another book?" She likes she likes books, and mm-hmm. I understand people liking Nothing books. Wrong with that, yeah. But I keep telling her, I said, "When you move out, which won't be that long from now, because her and her friends got plans." What are you gonna do with all these books? Are you gonna are you gonna move them? Are you gonna leave them here for me to deal with? And mm-hmm. I'm like, make go digital, woo! But I know, every, you know, people <laughs> like books, and I get it. I totally get it. You know? Yeah. I'm not- I get the same crap from you, and you know, and if I if I pick up all the Blu-rays for the Marvel movies, although I guess the last one I bought was. Uh- um, maybe the third Spider-Man, maybe uh, No Way Home. I think was the last actual physical Blu-ray I got. Yeah, I just picked up uh, uh, Marvels, and I do I want, it for I certain want all things. the bonus stuff. Yeah, it's like I, I want all the, all the bonus. I I do it for stuff. I'm holding off on Dune because I want all the the however many oh, the, parts combo the they're going to do. Pack, yeah, yeah. Sure. But uh, but I bought Blade Runner 2049 on 
I have that in every possible format. And then like eight versions of Fury, Fury Road at this house. Like, <laughs> right, the yeah. Shining Chrome edition, the right, yeah, yeah. the 4K one, the the 1080p yeah, there one. Some, yeah. There's some things that I'm always going to want a physical copy of. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, Chat says, "What about the Dark Tower series?" I or Rainbow Bright says she still has her physical copies. I used to have those. I don't know what happened to them. Mm. Um, but I would. I that see that's one I would want to keep on a shelf. So I I get mm-hmm. this thing right. And to her credit, yeah. most of the books she wants or that she buys that are physical are kind of larger format, not coffee table books, but they're like art books for her favorite games or her favorite uh, Miyazaki film or something. It'll be like a whole book of art and sketches and, and all that. And so it's all cool stuff. Yeah. And, yeah. and if I buy a hardbound, that's what I do. It's like I bought that Ridley Scott retrospective. For that reason. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I, you know, I, I totally get it. It's just that when you're ready to move, books give me gas. I just go, yeah. Ugh. No, because they are so freaking heavy. Like, you cannot have a moving box full of books. It has to be, well, all right, let's put books in the bottom, and then we've got to put blankets in the top, because otherwise it's going to be too heavy for anybody to lift. Yeah, it's ridiculous, and I don't want to carry it, and so there's that. Uh, all right, we are going to do, what are we going to do? We're going to do a game. Yeah. 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 We're going to play a game. It's going to be fun. Everybody uh, there in the chat room, if you want to be a part of this today, this is the Tad Pooley Feud edition of the contest. If you want to win some games and play with us, you got to ping me on Discord directly, Frog Pants on Discord, which you can do either via the, um, uh, well, just do it on Discord. That's how you do it. There's no other way. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so send me that. Try to, try to be. You. We need, we yeah. need contestants. Yes. Try to be someone new and someone who hasn't <laughs> muted me. Uh, <laughs> try to be someone new. Whatever you are, just try to be somebody new. <laughs> yeah, if you can help it, that'd be awesome. Uh, we got a little STP going on here. But in the meantime, this. Well, that music signifies only one thing, and that is the entrance of one and the only Brian Dunaway. Hi, Brian. Oh, hi, Scott and Brian. Hey, oh, man. hello, Mr. Dunaway. Hey, man. How are you guys doing this Wednesday? Well, you know. What? What? Why did you? Why did you fools send that cold weather my way? It's too mm. cold. Oh, was we it done cold. with it? Yeah, we were done with no, it. Thanks. We decided uh, we don't need this anymore. Uh, let's send it east. Eastward. I don't need your sloppy, freezy seconds. Gross. Are you? Are you getting um uh like yeah, freezing? Uh, ten- like uh, what, what's happening? Rain? I mean, you're not getting snow oh, or yeah, anything. No, no, no. But it is actually be- it is actually freezing weather now. It's it's below the thirty degrees Fahrenheit. Um, which is unusual for us. Um, I went outside and I said, oh, "Oh, it's actually cold." Yeah, and you can yes, get some low you, freezing. You can get some gnarly like uh, the ice storms and stuff in the south when that happens. Yeah. Oh, it right. is With the all the worst humidity. Because yeah, yeah. With all the humidity, the trees are like we ain't seen this in mm. years. Yeah, and yeah. then it's like it's time to fall over and take down some power lines. Yep, Ugh. and then and break some car windshields and yeah, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. sucks. Mm-hmm. and shut the entire town down basically for a few days. Yeah, we're uh, shutting it down. Well, it's don't good send it here. back. We don't want it back. So just send it. Pass oh, it I've, forward. I've already, keep, keep, uh, I've already been it. outside shaking my hands at it and telling to go back home where it belongs. Good go man. back to Colorado. It's good no, man. No. Uh, we're joined by a guest also today. Uh, would like to welcome to the show, I think for the first time, Nat. Hello, Nat. Hello, hello. How are you? Hello, where, Nat. where, where are you? You've got an accent that tells me not here. Where are you? 
I'm I'm in England. I'm Cambridge. Oh, nice. Cambridge. Oh, cool. Nice. That's fancy. That's uh, the box <laughs> in the chat, which I don't really like saying out loud while I'm in my office. <laughs> you uh, you're not too far from the uh, the Ibbet Sundial. There is an Ibbet Sundial oh. just outside of Cambridge. And Ooh. Uh, Ooh. oh, do you know whereabouts? Because uh, it's really easy to get around. Um, I I know that if you Google it, you can find it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Did you just Google tell him to read the effing manual? <laughs> nice. <laughs> I don't have the nice. I don't have the physical address, unfortunately, but I do. Okay, yeah. uh, I'll, I'll do the work for you. Let's see. Oh, here we go. Village Center twelve fifty one. Does that sound? Uh... What <laughs> is that looking? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's on the it's on the uh, the sundial. So there's a sundial trail there in Cambridge. And um, one of them is the Ibit Sundial. That's pretty cool. Oh, cool. I don't have any Johnson yeah, sundials anywhere. I'll sh- that's awesome. I'll, yeah, I'll show the ignorance I have. Sure, sure. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Well, that's, oh, uh, cool. I've actually I've been there, but send me a photo of what looks like now because it's been twenty five wow. years since we've he been also there. gave you. Uh, I've already been there. Thanks anyway. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'd like to see how it might have changed in twenty five years because when we went there, there was a lady peering through her her uh, her blinds at us from the house that sits right behind the Ibit sundial. Damn, oh, no. yeah, Damn. sundial looky lose. Yes, yeah, exactly. what are they doing there? Um, well, it's people good. taking pictures of a sundial. Get off my no, lawn. Yeah, it's good yep. to know you guys have crappy neighbors over there as well. It's nice to yeah, nice to hear that. Yeah. Uh, well, we're gonna get <laughs> no, right into it. Hey Dunaway, uh, it's your chance hey. to sweep me again. I don't know. I think you won last time, didn't you? Oh no, I didn't sweep you. I barely won in a, to- a coin toss. Oh, I mean, that's right. Barely. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. it explain came down to the like two points or something like that. It was. Yeah. Yeah. Explain these rules then, and what uh, Nat over there might win because I'm excited for. Both of the, I have both these games. They're both fantastic. Very excited. Oh, cool. Yeah. All right. Well, here's what we're going to do. It's time to play the Tadpooly Feud. I've surveyed the Tadpool on some nerdy topics, and Scott and Brian are going to have to predict the answers that they give us. It's their job to see how many of those answers they can guess. Now, Nat, your job is more important than ever because you are going to be working with either Scott or Brian. If your team wins, you'll get a prize package that includes Patch Quest and four tales, F O R E T A R E S. Yeah, patch tales and uh, or patch quest in particular is one I sunk last year anyway a ton of time into. Do that they, game is great. Uh, do they have to the keep sending updates to it? Yeah, they keep. Yeah, they keep giving you patches all the time. Uh, no, it, in fact, it's an uh, an incredible Steam Deck game, which is why it became so addicting for me. Oh, but, nice! Um, just maybe one of the best kind of roguelike twists that I'd played all year. It was very good. Yeah, awesome game. Very cool. All right. All right. Well, those you don't get them yet, Nat. No, no, you got to work for them. And more importantly, these guys, these two guys, have to work for them. These two chuckleheads. These twos. These two guys. All right. Uh, we asked 459 tadpoolers to give their best answer to this. Put your hands on your buzzards and name a Disney character sidekick. Scott. Sidekicks would. Be uh, uh, yes, the uh-huh. bird from uh, the the Lion King, and his name is Yazoo or Zazu. I, I love it when Scott doesn't have an actual answer. He's like, um, um, I need a moment to think now that I've heard the entire question. Um, the I'll just say the bird from Aladdin. How about that? Yeah, Zazu is uh, the name you're looking for. Aladdin? Not, or not uh, Aladdin. Or meant, Lion King. Lion, Lion King. King. You, said, you said Lion King. I did. I did. So I, yeah, yes. yeah, screwed I'll that up. Jesus. Uh, you not on, uh, did not make the top 10. Mr. Dunaway, do you have a, do you have a guess? I just got to hit something at the top, whatever, right? Any, uh, any of these. Yeah. 
sidekick, uh, 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 Donald Duck. Donald Duck. Show me Donald Duck. Are you kidding me? Uh, Matt, we'll give you a chance, and then you get to choose who you get to play with. And after this showing, okay. you might want to play solo and let these two guys play with each other. Uh, name a uh, Disney character sidekick. Well, I was thinking of the bird from Aladdin, because I know his name, but my heart says Kronk from Emperor's New Groove, because oh. that was my favorite Disney film. Oh, if we out. get a third strike, I'm going to be so happy. Kronk is on the list. Tell me who you want to get the, the points and who you want to play with. on the list. Uh, That's hilarious. Think, no, it's not on the board. It's on the list. I mean, it's on the board. It's on the board. Kronk is on, Kronk oh, is on the okay. board. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, Scott's got grandkids, so probably him. <laughs> What a weird dig at me that, that makes me hurt a little bit. Okay. That's all right. You got all one right. coming. Oh, Scott gets points. He gets nine points for Kronk. Good job, Nat. And you get uh, Scott as an anchor. I mean, as a, a, as a an co-player. Oh, as nice. an anchor. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Pull you under. Um, all right. That's right. All this, right. Is, this is good Roll then. The and I also agree with you that Kronk is an amazing sidekick. Um I should have thought of that. Uh, all right. So um, I'm trying to think. So what I'm feeling from this is this is going to be, unlike Dunaway's assumption, this is going to be movies, like movie sidekicks mostly. I'm right? not going to confirm or deny that. I'm going to say basically like Mickey is the only, not a sidekick. Yeah, right? He's not a sidekick. Mickey Mouse is the only. <laughs> did anybody put Mickey? Like did anybody no, Mickey, put that? Mickey you was not it? on okay. the list. Yeah. All right. Okay. Mickey, you're so fine, baby. Uh, Nat, any <laughs> jump into your head? Right now, uh, Chewbacca does that does that count? <laughs> it kind of visit. I mean, legally, it, it, it does. does. It does now. <laughs> it does it now, does but now. I'm not. I'm not sure that would be on there. Um, how about the um, Brian? How how loose can we be if we don't know names? Do we have to know names? You can just tell me oh, the, just, the 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 type of creature it is and the movie, the movie if that's is. What you need. Yeah. Okay. Timon uh, and Pumbaa. What about those guys? Uh, does, that, does that count? Yeah, I think they, and they're almost kind of one because they are never yeah, not together. They don't work about the other, do they? All right. You know what? Yeah. Timon and or Pumbaa <laughs> <laughs> from The Lion King. All right. Uh, show me, show me, uh, who did the voice for Pumbaa again? Show me Pumbaa. Oh, number yeah, one. Number one. People did separately one. say Timon and Pumbaa, but I would agree that, that the two of them are, are the two of them are a sidekick. But then Pumbaa is kind of a double sidekick because he's Timon's sidekick. If oh, that makes sense, right, it makes right. sense. Yeah, they shadow each other and and somehow make a sidekick sandwich. Um, let's see. <laughs> I don't think we can right. count. I don't think we try any Marvel or I think they probably didn't Not do either. that. Uh, okay, uh, let me think. The, the rug from Aladdin. He's more of a sidekick than the bird. Oh, the rug. Oh, I love the rug. Does It, it sounds like something. The bikini. That, I don't know. Well. I watched like 30 minutes of, of behind the scene footage of how they did the rug for Aladdin. Mm. My life is sad. No. <laughs> your life is great. That was actually really cool tech at the time. Yeah, it was. Um, I'm going to go ahead and don't say that. Don't you dare that close your eyes. We, we ought to <laughs> we ought to stay with Aladdin for a second because I think you're right. But we have really a couple of choices. We have the rug. We have yeah. the monkey. And we have. Oh, it's the monkey. Apu. The monkey it's Apu. Stop calling him the monkey. See, you should have picked me. This All guy's right. an idiot. Well, since you're here and told us now, it's Apu. Uh, the monkey is what we'll go with. That's our answer. Yeah, okay. Apu ran the... Apu ran the... I said Abu. You said Apu. You said Apu the first time, Dunaway. We can go to the, we can go to the tape. <laughs>
Well, when it, once he, he said it out, once he said it back to me, I was like, "That's not right." <laughs> yeah. right. Correct from the quick, the quickie mart. Show me a boo. I can't remember who said this. This is you, Scott. Yeah. Okay. Show yeah, me a boo. Me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Number three. Number three on the list. Uh, who who was um? Oh gosh. Oh, Jungle Book. Wait, who? Uh, the bear. The bear from Jungle Book. Blue. Oh oh oh. oh Blue is a good one. Yeah. You know what? Yeah, there might be that whoever that actor was at the time, he's like the John Goodman of of the fifties. I love that guy's voice. <laughs> he was. Yeah. Uh, was let's do that then. Let's say that bear. All right. Show me blue. Number, number 18 on the list. That's a good guess. It's a very good guess. Yes. It's a good guess. All right, Dunaway. Personally, I am a big Turt. Eddie Murphy, oh. Milan. Oh, that's a good one. Mushu fan. Mushu's pretty good. Oh, cool. I love his character. Let's get down to business. I mean, it was gonna be it was gonna be that or donkey, but then I remembered that's not Disney. That's not Disney, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's a good, that's a good qualification, yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, uh, show me Mushu. Oh, wow. Number two shoe. Well done. That, yeah. Yeah, your points are killer. Two to 13. And, right. <laughs> oh, my God. Now I'm forgetting we talk so much shit. Now I'm forgetting yeah. if we actually Which said. We actually, right. What, what actually, actually did said, get that? If we actually said the genie from Aladdin, who's my favorite, mm. uh, no, I'm going to say the genie from Aladdin, even though you may have already said it. I'm going with the genie. Do a thousand it. years will give you such a crick in the neck. All yeah. right. Show me. Show me genie. Oh, oh no. not considered a sidekick, genie. eh? Weird. 14. 14 was genie, so oh. it was up there, but did not make the top 10. Well, I'm glad we didn't do that one. Um, yeah. How do you feel about... Uh, so I was thinking about Baloo and that voice actor. He's the same guy that did the Little John uh, Bear character from uh, uh, Robin Hood. I yeah. love that movie, I but mean, I but I also know that that one's not old, like it? yeah, it's very well. Let's see, seventy something. But it was also during yeah. the time where everybody thought Disney was falling apart, and I don't know how many people feel that way about that movie that I do. So I don't know if it's a strong I one or not. I didn't like it when I was a kid, and I was yeah. born in '92. A lot of kids didn't. I couldn't tell you much about the film. My yeah. kids didn't like yeah, it then, but know. they love it now. I think it's a, like a weird acquired taste, that movie. Mm. Don't they use the same animation from like Jungle Book as well? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, big, steel, like, whole, big time. Like, that whole that whole yeah. era, they just kept rubber stamping that stuff. It was so yeah. weird. Yeah. What was the, like the, somebody put the side-by-side Snow White yeah. and Cinderella thing that's like, oh, that's, that's exactly the same. Uh, yeah. They just changed a little bit of the, the tweening or whatever it was. And, well, it was usually yeah. there. Yeah, it, it was usually there. The rotoscope stuff they would just reuse yeah. and reuse and reuse. Right, use the video and then just do the different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Um, I uh, boy, then if we're not going there, did, did, um, did Sebastian? Sebastian from oh oh oh, uh, Dex, that's where I was going. Right, the the, the lobster yeah. deal. Yeah, the lobster. For, yeah. Yes, Sebastian. Right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's very good. Yeah, Why Sebastian. is that? Well, I'm He's having a hard time hearing that word right. That sounds wrong. Under the sea. He's not a lobster. Well, oh, he's not. He's what is he? Too. What is he? He's not a lobster. What is he? He's, he's a crab. making crab. Oh, he's, he's a, a crab. crab. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> 
I thought he was a lobster. I'm not kidding you. You could have you could have held a gun to my head and said, "Hey, what was the sea creature that talked to the Little Mermaid all the time and sang under the sea?" I would have said lobster and then gotten a bullet straight to my brain. And you wanted to and you wanted to be my latex salesman. I know, right? Exactly. Ugh. All right, let's do it. All right, Sebastian. Sebastian okay. Yeah. Show me under the sea. Oh, that's no good. Uh, so Jeez, close. That was number 13. Very, very close. That was where I was going, too, because I was going to go, okay, when did it really, when did Disney surge again? It was Little Mermaid, yeah. Aladdin, yeah. and then uh, Beauty and the Beast, Lion King. We already did Lion King. So I'm going to go with the Beauty and the Beast. Um, I've been watching a lot of Murder, She Wrote. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. So, I see where you're going with this. Yeah. All right. I'm, are, I'm I'm putting all those together and going with Mrs. Potts. Are you really okay. watching a lot of that right now? Oh You're, yes! Oh my God! It's on! It's on! Uh, is it Peacock? I think yes, Peacock. And I've been I've been been watching all of it. I it's actually not started on, watching it's not it. on Disney Plus. I would assume. No, no. I start I started I started watching it because uh, we did the Spy Hunter episode, and they had an episode with Spy Hunter in it. And so I started watching, and I haven't stopped. Why would Murder She Wrote? Oh, be you're on watching Disney? Murder She Wrote. Oh, know. Brian yeah. thought you meant. I was yeah. thinking he was watching uh, no, no, no. Beauty Sh- and the Beast. Yeah, Sheriff gotcha. Lobo was on Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> Beauty and the Beast. Oh my God! Now I'm Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> was on Murder She Wrote. Anyway, my answer is uh, Mrs. Potts. Okay. Mrs. Yeah. Potts. All right. Yeah. Show me Mrs. Potts. <laughs> would you Would you have given me Chip if it had been Chip? Uh, I would you, you, instead of Mrs. Potts, would I have yeah. given you Chip if you said Mrs. Potts and not Chip? Yeah, yeah what if I said Chip? Would that have been the yeah? Strike no, two? I would not All have right, given right. you Mrs. I would not have given you Chip for Mrs. Potts. I mean, um, they're Mrs. from the Potts, same piece of uh, sure, head. sure. Mrs. Potts not even on the list. Nobody. Wow. I'm scrolling through right now. You, nobody said Mrs. Potts. You horrible people. You're more likely yeah, to get horrible. the candle or the clock. I think. I don't know why. No, that's I'm true. That's yeah. you're you're not wrong. Yeah, you're right. Um, I'm gonna. Uh, can we? But can we do? Heart. Can we do Olaf from the Frozen thing? Oh, that's a yeah. good one. Yeah, that was. I was gonna. That's a smart that one. Yeah. You've never seen it. But. Yeah, I've seen both of them multiple times, and he's the only thing that makes me laugh. So, do so, you yeah. want to build a snowman? <laughs> no. Uh, all right, show me Olaf. Yeah, yeah. number six. Yeah. Very good. All right, now this is the tadpole. Which means they could have done one of these Star Wars things to be jokey funny. Yeah, I think I might have done that as well. I'm not you, sure. You may, so yeah, exactly. You may have voted that way yourself. So what? So if we did that, I mean, I feel like Chewbacca is a shoe in Like you said it earlier, and then we backed off of it. But sidekick, really, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it feels like dead on to me for a tadpole answer, but I don't want to do it without your approval. Uh, yeah, go for it. All right, let's provide consent. It. Sure. All right, all right. Consent given. Uh, Chewbacca, show me Chewbacca. Oh, you guys! Third strike, thirty-three uh, on the list. Thir- uh, thirty-three. Uh, so people did say it, but only a couple yeah, people. Yeah, me. I think I said it. Yep. Damn it. All right, so, done away, uh, Brian. I mean, you know, you've, you've, you're in a seventeen-point deficit. You could still win this if you know if you get a couple of these, but you need you need to work hard for this one. Yep. Yeah. You know, the problem is the problem is all I can think of is Toy Story and like everybody's mm. a sidekick. Mm. Like even Buzz Lightyear is a sidekick. Yeah. Mm. Right. Yeah. What is your main? But everybody else is a sidekick in all some right, way. So you know yeah. what? I'm going to go. We're going to shift gears literally. Okay. okay. And I'm instead going to zoom right over to Cars. I'm going to go with everybody's favorite redneck jokester, Mater. 
Yeah. Certainly, oh, Mater. Up, certainly at the top of my list. Yeah. 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 Big fan of Mater. All right. Let's get her done. Show me Mater. <laughs> no, we indeed got her done. Uh, Mater, Mater also. I made her to the list. On the Are list. you serious? Oh no! I'm what sorry. One person. One person said "Mater" from Cars. There we go. Just one. I think there's there's a there's backlash against that stuff. They don't. First of all, people yeah. think they hate Cars. They're wrong. First Cars is good. Uh, yeah, their no, second, I and I'm, I'm definitely right that I, I like it. I like that movie. <laughs> but Mater, my problem with Mater is that, that guy, you know, that dude, the cable Larry, the cable guy, is not yes. really that guy. He's a totally different dude, and right. I hate. Did, would you want doing... it, Would you want him to be that guy? I mean, I. It's inauthentic to pretend you're a guy that you're not all the time. Do you get then, mad at? Do you at think Ace Jim Ventura? Varney? Do you think Jim yeah. Varney was really that guy? No, but you yeah. knew Jim Varney was playing a character because he never claimed otherwise. But there was a period of time where Larry the Cable Guy would a claim to be that full character all the time. And I know what you're saying, and I, I do I do agree with you. Yeah, yes. I hate it. It drives me crazy. If he was legitimately that dude, I'd have no problem with it. No problem at all. Right. It'd be great. Oh my gosh! Something just—I think one of uh, one of uh, Nat's bookcases just fell over or something. No, okay. I mean, yeah, someone has to drop put some file in, and I unmute it quickly. I almost went with something stupid like Goofy, but after y'all laughed at my um, Goofy Damn number it. five. Oh, Damn Goofy's it. on there, dude. Yeah. Any other <laughs> any other dumb ones Story. you want to throw out because you think that they're uh, not on the list? Yeah. Oh, no, I don't want to be now. any more mad than I already am. All right. <laughs> uh, let's go with number four. Pluto. Oh, it's yeah. not even a planet. Yeah, <laughs> got demoted. <laughs> got demoted from planet to uh, to micro planet, and now not not even a dog. Uh, show me number seven. The uh, the chicken from uh, Moana, the rooster. I still haven't seen Moana out of everything. I've never never seen. Oh, you should should see it. Yeah, Moana. And then when you tell me when when you tell me how good it is, I'll say you're welcome. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, and you'll understand that you'll understand that reference when you get there. It'll be good. Right. Okay. Yeah. I love that. Uh, Pinocchio's uh, Pinocchio's sidekick. Oh, the cricket. Oh, cricket. Jimmy Cricket. Yeah. That was my next guess, but I forgot we're on free strike. And yeah. number ten, I, I I'm not sure how how I feel about this one, but uh, let's go with number ten. Stitch. So are we Stitch. saying Lilo's the main character and Stitch is the sidekick? Because I I'm not hundred well, percent sure on that. It one. is Lilo yeah. and Stitch. Top, he gets top it billing. It is Lilo yeah. and Stitch. Top, top billing. True. Top billing. Mm. Right. You know, I thought I was thinking about this one earlier, but I didn't I didn't throw it out because it just seemed that seemed well I, I, for the same reason you're hesitating is I it doesn't sound right. Yeah. It huh. doesn't sound right. You know, you you don't you you can go if you search hard. Maybe at Disneyland you can find uh, someone dressed as Lilo, but you're not going to have a hard time finding someone dressed as Stitch. Yeah, so and, Cla- I think, and, Cla- uh, and Claire makes a good point, which is a rarity in this chat room. She says, <laughs> she says he finds her, not vice versa. Yeah, he's kind of the impetus of everything. So yeah. if you had to pick one. Right. As a sidekick, Lilo would probably fit in there better. But. Well, does he find her? Because she goes and adopts him from the uh, the animal shelter, thinking you know they think he's just the weirdest dog they've ever seen. So they kind of find each other. Oh, that's true. I, I watched it last week while I wasn't feeling well. I was like, you know what? I got to watch Lilo and Stitch. Did, did you wa- did I you lo- watch the one with the uh, with with her getting in the dryer or 
just the pretend dryer. Oh yeah, this the, is a thing. The pretend dryer, yeah. It pretend dryer, the, the fake uh, one with the pizza box the on pizza top. Pizza box, of it. yeah, exactly. Yeah, I love That's that. Bull crap, right there. <laughs> yeah. Well, look, it's not it's adding guns to it's changing guns to walkie talkies is what it is. Sorta. Of, I mean, they don't want little kids see a thing and they cl- and they crawl into stuff because they don't know. I could see this one. The the guns to talkies, stupid, stupidest yeah. thing they ever did. Even yeah. Spielberg admits it was terrible. Oh oh oh! Guess what I bought yesterday? What? Oh, a I bought no, I bought an ET uh, VHS copy that's supposed to have the flashlights in it. It's already had the good one. Already had the good one. The now flashlights. Oh, really? The crap one. Yeah. Why would you buy? It's like saying, "Oh, I'm gonna buy the special edition where they replaced uh, old yeah. Anakin with young Anakin." Well, of course. Why would you? I mean, yeah. well, because now they're so complete. Is just because you're well, complete. No, because at some point in time, we're gonna look back and go, "Oh, what did that look like?" Yeah. And it's like, well, it was like this. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> come over to my house and watch the VHS tape of McClunky. On, uh, I can't believe nobody. Picked, <laughs> I can't believe nobody picked um, uh, Hugo from uh, Hunchback. That was well. Let's you know, get Dave to the Alexander. rest of these. Okay. Uh, all right. So uh, number eleven, uh, Iago, uh, Jafar's parrot, Iago, mm-hmm. oh, Flounder. Right, right in front of Sebastian Flounder. is Flounder. I, I was going to say, was it Flounder or was it Sebastian? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, neither neither of them made you're right exactly. Launchpad from Darkwing Duck, uh, Pascal uh-huh. from Tangled, the the lizard I believe, uh-huh. right? the little gecko. Yeah, uh, or, or uh, gecko? No, uh, chameleon because it changes colors. Oh, right, right. right. Yeah. Uh, Thumper, Baloo. Oh, uh, wow. Thumper. Tangled highly uh, underrated, but or underrated. I love Tangled. I know. I need to. I actually need to see that. Yeah, it's uh, very fun. Yeah. Gro- Grogu, I, the I highest. Like- oh, go ahead. Oh, I like uh, Tangle Unrated. That was good. <laughs> Tangle Unrated. <laughs> You're in a very different the part of the internet. Red band cut. Yeah. Uh, Grogu, the highest, uh, the highest scoring Star Wars character on this list. No, no Jar Jar. No. Hey, there's there's a film coming. There's a film oh. coming. Uh, Timon, uh, Chip or Dale? People put. <laughs> Some people just put Chip or Dale. Which one's the sidekick? I don't know. Is it just because Dale is second billing that he's the sidekick? Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Lefou from Beauty and the Beast. Oh, yes. Gaston's sidekick. Uh, Baymax, Piglet, mm-hmm. Donald Duck, uh, Little John from uh, Robin Hood. You mentioned that one, Scott. Sven from Fo- Frozen, the deer. Um, R2-D2, yeah. Donkey, Dory, Maui, Ron Stoppable, Smee, so- Zazu, Someone said. Somebody someone said donkey. donkey. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Somebody did say somebody donkey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, some people said Lilo. There we go. There's Lilo. Yeah. Lumiere. Uh, Mike Wazowski. Would you say Sully or Mike Wazowski oh, yeah. is the sidekick, uh, or, or, or neither? You know, it's tough. Mm, they're. they're oh, I don't think either one is a sidekick. I think those two are inseparable. They're the pair. Yeah, they're it's your Buzz buddy and cop. Woody, basically. It's like neither one is the. Yeah. Yeah. You don't. Sidekick. You don't take. Um, uh, I think Slink is the best one. Slinky is by far. What's what's the kick. what's the um what's the Kurt Russell what's the Kurt Russell Slink. Sylvester Stallone movie? What's that one called? Uh yes, it's the one with the dude where they break out of jail. Um oh guys, you broke my huge vehicle. That's the uh, Tango one. and Cash. Tango and Cash. You can't say either one of them is a sidekick. They're the, right, they're exactly. together. Yes. What, what, they a, do. what a great pull by the way. Well, I I needed to come up with like a buddy cop thing and I couldn't think of one, yeah. so that's where yeah, I ended Billy up. Billy Rosewood is a sidekick. Yeah. But uh, yeah. there you go. That's perfect. Rosewood yeah. and the other guy, total sidekicks. Right. Taggard? 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 Taggard?
That's anyway, right. Well, uh, uh, yeah. just a couple more here. Uh, Chopper, uh, Dewey, Doopy, Doctor Strange's cape. I think that might be no. There's two from there's two from Marvel in here. What cracks me up? Winter Soldier being the other person. That somebody considers. I guess yeah. Bucky. Bucky is a, Bucky. he's like literally a sidekick. He's a yeah. Literally. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love that. That's awesome. Uh, let's see. Uh, Frozone, Grunk, Groot, uh, Gus from Cinder or Gus Gus from Cinderella. Oh yeah, Gus Gus is great. Um, Gus Gus. Maleficent's Raven. Oh, somebody actually did say Mickey Mouse. Did that? <laughs> somebody actually did say that. Did fire? Did the little firefly from the uh, frog and frog and the princess thing? Did that get in there? Oh yeah, that was a good one. What was the name? name of it? Uh, oh, oh, Raymond. That's it. Raymond. That sounds right. Is it Raymond? Uh, Raymond is on the list. Uh, uh, somebody wrote the special hyena from Lion King. <laughs> I don't know. What oh, I know what that that's is. That's the not Cheech. One that doesn't talk. Yeah, it's so the it's one that Cheech, isn't Cheech and right. isn't uh, yeah. Whoopi Goldberg. Is it, it's the other one. Right, exactly. That was the special one. Yeah. Uh, oh, Slinky. Yeah, somebody did say Slinky. Uh, oh, Slinky must be Slinky, Slinky Dog from uh, yep. yeah from Toy Story. That's great. Um, My favorite. My favorite. There you go. There's a good list right there. We'll yeah, stop there. I like it. Well done. This is amazing stuff because you won. Congratulations. You're, You're a winner. winner. You now have access to these region-free games. Uh, Brian, you'll send those Let's over hope. to him. ASAP. I'm sending them to him right now. Boom. Beep, bum, boom. There uh, he goes. Nat, thanks for taking time out of your busy yeah, British Nat. work schedule over there. That's all right. I'd go home now. I basically killed the last half an hour of my day. So. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah, you're, you're off you now, much. right? The last, yeah. uh... Oh, yeah, you're done. We we helped you get out of there is what we did. Yeah, well, have go. a fantastic time and eat lots of pudding and crumpets or whatever the hell you guys do over there. Pudding <laughs> <laughs> and crumpets. Uh, Dunaway, you, uh, you and I are doing a show called Play Retro this weekend, and we're going to talk about this weird thing that was Sonic 3 and Sonic and & Knuckles. And it yes. turns out my history and memory of that is all wrong. And because of mine, you. mine too. Yeah, uh, because yeah, because you if you bought Sonic and Knuckles, yeah. it was like half a cart almost looked like, uh, and you could plug in Sonic Three or Sonic Two. If you plugged in Sonic Three, you get the complete story of Sonic Three because it was released as two parts. They just didn't tell us that. It's one weird. was released in early. It yeah. is weird. Yeah. Released early in the year, and another one released late in the year. It's a but, it's a weird thing to do as a follow up to your highest selling Sonic game of all time, which was two. Yes. And uh considered the best still of the series, at least the cartridge series. And and the fact that you did this weird thing with three is mind boggling to me. So we're gonna talk about it. Yes. I'm gonna break it and all down. There's and there's also a big controversy. It's hard to actually get the copy with all the good music in it because there's rumors that Michael Jackson had a hand in working on the music on that one. And as a matter of fact, so much so there's a lawsuit uh, involved. So a lot of story really behind Sonic three and Sonic. And all Knuckles. right. Watch for that. That's coming up this weekend, Friday, in fact, at one uh, thirty mountain time. And we'll do an episode of play retro. We'd love <laughs> to have you there. Get the podcast. If you don't done away, kiss our butts. We'll see you next time. Let's take a break. Let's play some music. Brian, what music did you prepare for our break? Yeah, uh, this guy is the founder of the Berlin Academy of Electronic Music. So I'm guessing he's he's pretty good. He's he's pretty, you know, 
pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. good. Uh, not only a DJ who's played esteemed institutions, which uh, such as uh, Bergain and uh, Fabric in, in Germany, a producer who's released on Mute and Nova Mute, but he's always also somebody involved in music technology. Um, he uh, in, uh, designed controllers for Richie Houghton's Plastic Man's live tour and uh, co-founded Line, the company behind the landmark music app Lemur. Uh, he's uh, Berlin-based, but Canadian. His name is uh, Nicholas Bujaev, and I'm I'm sure I'm not pronouncing that last name right. It's B-O-U-G-A-I-E-F-F, and hey, that's that's getting to use all the vowels in your last name. Good mm. job, man. B-O-U-G-A-I-E-F-F. Um, this, uh, this is his brand new single uh, in collaboration with uh, his techno series on Nova Mute, uh, EP1. Here is... Primal Express.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hairdressing today is another art appreciated by men as well as by the fair sex. And the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone. You guys just don't understand, do you? And we've returned. Tell me about that band again, or that guy. Sure, that artist uh, is a guy named Nicholas Bujayev, and I'm I, again. I've looked b- through both PR things that they sent me. Neither one has. Here's a little pronunciation guide on how to pronounce his last name. Come on, Mute Records, you're better than that mm. with your old Depeche Mode and and Book of Love stuff that used to be on your label. Um, <laughs> Nicholas Bujayev, uh, he's got a brand new EP called EP One. It's out courtesy of Nova Mute. That is the first single, Primal Express. Nice. I, I, that's right. I, I, my favorite burger is over there, the Primal Express. Oh, the mm. Primal Express. Yeah, exactly. Oh, such good stuff there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, time for a little bit of this here. We want Tom. Yeah, we do. And we'll get him. Uh, Tom Merritt, who we were, we were afraid we weren't going to get him because he had a, a busy appointment. He made it back. We're thrilled to have you back, oh, Tom Merritt. Welcome back to the yes. show. How are you? Oh, You're, we can't hear you. Though. I think he's making it up. Oh. oh, no, he is. No, I, I thought he was teasing us. <laughs> <laughs> I thought maybe he was faking it just to get yeah. his throw us, but no, he's uh, he is muted. Oh, now, now he's, yeah, now he's fake. Yeah, exactly. Sorry about that. <laughs> no worries. I hope everything went well at the vet. Uh, not that you were at the vet, but your dog was. Uh, uh, yeah, Sawyer took me to the vet, mm. and uh, yeah, he's, he's he's got a little heart issue, the 15-year-old. Your, uh, distemper? Yeah. <laughs> yes, I was in a bit of distemper having to get up that early. Goodness gracious! Yeah, that's a. Uh, I hope he. I hope he's okay. You know, I don't want dogs suffering. He's just a guy, and he's had a heart condition half his life. So you know, yeah, part, nothing, part of the deal. Sound like there's nothing new anyway. Uh, but I'm glad uh, glad to, to hear things are at least okay today. But it's good to have you here, and we're glad to have you back. Uh, Tom Merritt comes on the show on Wednesdays, talks about the daily goings on in uh, technology, all in preparation for the Daily Tech News Show. Tom, what is going on now that you're home from CES? You look great. You look yeah. like you didn't catch COVID or anything. It's all thumbs up. I did not. I did get a cold oh. that like hit me on uh, Monday, mm. but frankly, it was my King Junior Day, so I just. Yeah. Oh, well, you're off anyway. Yeah, right. yeah, I got past. Uh, that's awesome. Well, well, well done. Uh, Tis the season, I guess. But uh, uh, how? <laughs> what is? Do, do things slow down crazily after events like this, or do you feel like it's a little still, bit? A little yeah. bit. Yeah, you have the big avalanche, and then there's a, a trough. Uh, but Samsung decided to keep things in- interesting by doing their Galaxy Unpacked early this year. 
in in past years they've they've done it closer to Mobile World Congress, but uh, you know, COVID threw everything up up in the air that we didn't even have Mobile World Congress one year. Uh, so they've been making it early and er- earlier and earlier, and so they're doing it closer to CES this year. Uh, by the time a lot of people listen to TMS on demand, Samsung will have already announced everything. Uh, but as we're recording this, it's happening in an hour. Mm. Uh, they'll be announcing the new Galaxy S models. And uh, they've teased a lot of AI stuff. Uh, so they'll probably be touting a lot of on-device uh, smart features and stuff like that. Um, meanwhile, what has happened is uh, the United States Supreme Court declined to hear Epic and Apple's appeals of their lawsuit. Uh, That's the one where Apple won most of the points, but Epic won one point, which is that Apple must be allowed to let developers link out to their own payment system. They can't stop people from saying, hey, we've got a way that you could save some money. Right. Uh, pay, pay over here instead. So today, after the U.S. Supreme Court officially uh, declined to hear the appeal, which lets the lower de- court's decision stand, uh, Apple released its guidelines for how you can link to an external payment source from your app. Would you like to hear these guidelines? <laughs> yeah, I would actually. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> First, you must apply Uh for an entitlement to link to externals. Uh, Everybody can get it, but you have to apply first. You can't just do it. Um, You must continue to use the Apple App Store payment system. You're not allowed to replace it with an external link. You have to use the Apple Store payment system as well as your link out. You must link only on one page uh, in your app. And it must be a page that the user navigates to. It can't be a pop-up uh, or an interstitial. Uh, the link must open in a separate browser, not in what's called web view. A lot of times when you click on a link in an app, it'll just open in the app. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. That's not allowed. It has to go to Safari or whatever the default browser the user has set. The developer must also uh, keep track of any payments made within seven days of the user clicking on that link and pay Apple a 27% commission on those sales. That's 3% less than they would pay using the App Store. Wow. You know what? You kind of, I kind of, everything up to that seemed sort of reasonable to me. Yeah, yeah. As a sure. concession, because they've never really made any concessions on this front, right? They've never I really done it. I find it a little weird that they make you apply to do the link. Sure. Instead of just the normal, like, hey, I'm putting this through the App Store. You're going to review it anyway. But okay. It seems yeah. like unnecessary paperwork. Yeah. But do you think that's probably because they were like, well, I, I, to give them the benefit of the doubt, because there's probably other motivations here. But part of it seems like, oh, well, if you let them link off to an external thing, we need to approve where that goes so it's not malicious or it's not Yeah, but they would do spam. that in the App Store submission anyway. Yeah, that's true, right? It's all part of that. So I'm why not, not sure why you have to apply separately for the that's, entitlement. That's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. I think they want to track. They want to put a speed bump, and they want to track how many people are doing it. Yeah. Um, the I, I actually think it's fine to charge a commission – on the, the external sales, because what they're saying is we pay for operating the App Store by the Apple payment system. If you're not going to use that, we need to charge you for being in the App Store because we spend a lot of money maintaining it. And and I think that's fair. Uh, you can argue whether 27% is, is the fair amount versus 30%. It's less 
there are subscriptions where you only pay 15% in the app store. Uh, there's a small business plan where you only pay 12%. Uh, there's all kinds of exceptions and rules about those. Those are also less if you go externally, but they're close to the, to the full percentage here. Yeah. That's interesting. I'm, I didn't know that. Well, do you think it's, is it unusual that the Supreme court going back to that point skipped on this? Do you think that's weird at all? I don't think so. No, the Supreme court very, very often uh, is misinterpreted as, as being a legislative uh, agency. It's not. Uh, what they do is look at a court case and say, oh, is there a point of law that we can elucidate? Is there an important point of law here? And, and in this case, they're like, no, no, there's nothing else we could do here. Mm. Well, they do have other things on their docket, I suppose. Um, well, anyway, uh, more on that uh, issue today when you, uh, when you go live with the Daily Tech News Show. That'll be today at 2 p.m. Mountain Time. And the big, you'll have the big Samsung blowout today, right? That's the plan. They're going to be all the details. Everything will be there. Yep. And the new and the new uh, AI system is going to be called uh, Tom Merritt's special little friend. I'm excited about that. That's T M S F. Yes, for short. It's Tom Merritt's special little. <laughs> That's how it'll be. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, Wentway Dow from Android Faithful is going to join us to talk about it. So if you listen to Android Faithful yesterday, you got the pregame. Or if you listen to it this morning, you get the pregame, and then Wen's going to join us uh, right after the announcement and talk about the postgame. Always good episodes um, when that happens. Well, uh, good luck, everybody, today with that. Good luck, Samsung, with all your weird announcements. And Tom Merritt, thanks for being here. And I'm, uh, yeah. I hope that cough gives you less grief. I, know, in the I hope you feel better. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see you soon, man. Bye. Bye now. All right. <laughs> he reminded me of... Uh, right. He, he, when he gets coughs, they're the same kind of coughs I get, where if I start coughing... Just kill me. I can't stop. Yeah, right. Like, it's right. horrible. Take me a, a half an hour to get over a bad coffee. No, and I think, I think because his voice was so rough, he had to turn the gain up on his microphone or something because he definitely sounded different. Like, we were picking up a lot of room noise and even, like, echo from from his headphones or something. Yeah, I was like definitely that. hearing Poor myself. Guy. I don't know what that yeah. was, but uh, we made it work. All right. We talked I about to talk to him. I haven't talked to him yet uh, officially about... TMS Vegas, but I got to make sure he's planning on coming. It would be great to get him for the whole thing. We all usually only get him for a day, but it'd be nice to uh, um, nice to get him for you know the duration of the deal. Yeah, I think it just depends on his DTNS plans of for course, that yeah. week. But um, I think he's planning on being there regardless. Just a matter of how how long. So how long? Yeah, yeah exactly. And, excited you know, to see him. Always, we we made a great DNS uh, DTNS DT, DNS. We use DNS <laughs> to. <laughs> Uh, have a great DTNS at the show. We yeah. could easily do that all three days for him if we needed to. And we just have to curb uh, Shoujo yelling, uh, let's roll buttholes during the opening of DTNS. Yeah, that is, we don't, you know, honestly, I'd like her to do that at every inappropriate time if she can. Oh, I think I agree. <laughs> but uh, I'm not sure Tom wants that. Is that all yeah, he might not want that. Yeah. Because <laughs> judging by his reaction, it was one he was not expecting. He was a little surprised by it at the time. That's right. Uh, all right. We are going to go forward, never back, always forward and do always. this. Well, what do you recommend? Oops. Well, what do you recommend? <laughs> I don't know why that played twice. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. I recommended twice. Oh, That's how much I liked is she, it. Is she waiting for an answer? Is that why she keeps asking? <laughs> I don't know. These robots are getting more and more demanding. Um, anyway, hey, everybody. It's time for recommendals. Time to recommend stuff we've seen on streaming services, and we would like to welcome to the program a couple of people to help us do that. First off, Nicole Spag. Hi, Nicole. Hey, friends. Hello. Hello. How are you? 
this is your new voice. Uh, also, no, I, I just had you. a really good sleep last night. And oh, I was good. Very happy about that. <laughs> I don't have I those very often, the, uh, so I'm jealous. The Emmy Awards when they brought out uh, Dermot McRoney, I thought about you and uh, could not could not stop thinking about calling him <laughs> Dermot McRoney. What they is he doing <laughs> something right now that I don't know about, or was he? Just no, a, they had it was like uh, anniversary of the first season of American Horror Story, so they reunited what? him with the house. And uh, did they show his butt? They did not show his butt, <laughs> but they did bring out Anthony Anderson in a skin tight in the skin tight gimp suit oh perfect uh, anthony anderson and you, perfect and you didn't know that it was anthony anderson. you didn't know right the gimp, exactly. the gimp stood around for a long time before he took his mask before off. he finally pulled his mask off and then he then he stood sideways and you saw pretty much what anthony anderson is packing mm. Mm. that's mm. good that's He's good packing okay. very revealing yeah <laughs> well well done television Yes, arts, arts exactly. and sciences. Uh, it's good to have you here. <laughs> also, of course, Randy's here as well. Hi, Randy. Good morning, morning stream. The good Emmys morning. was Emmys was surprisingly good. They really put a lot of famous yeah. people on stage and gave them a lot of good jokes. Yeah, it was all they right. Really did yeah. I saw a yeah. scene of uh, the Ally McBeal cast reunited, dancing around, dancing yep. in the bathroom. Yeah. They got uh, and and they pretty much pulled just about everybody in that, except for. Jane wasn't Jane Krakowski. No, yeah, who was she? Was it was Jane Krakowski on that show? Yeah, yeah she wasn't in that group or in the she stage in thing. Group. And I, yeah. I, the Cheers stuff was. You know, where did we see the, the cheers, cheers thing? Was that different? Yeah, the Cheers group was there too. Yep, everybody but uh, Shelley Long and Woody, and, uh, and of course Pierce, uh, everybody alive except for yeah. Woody and Shelley Long. Yeah, yes. yeah, um, yeah. Coach wouldn't be there either, I guess. No, um, no coach. Uh, yeah, it seemed like it seemed all right. This, this oh time gosh, around. the the in memoriam section where you spend the entire time waiting for a picture of Matthew Perry yeah. had me in tears, like tears all over my face, the whole face. I Jeez. know it was especially like seeing uh, Andre Brower and uh, Lance Riddick getting reminded of like, Oh my God, just, you know, heartbreak of uh, those two guys. And uh, it's like most of eighties TV died this year for some reason. There was a lot. Wow. Yeah. yeah, there was at least one from every uh, important thing. Did they also did they do anything with Norman Lear? I didn't see this bit. Oh, yeah. he was the first. It he was, was the yeah. okay. Yeah, it, it the, he was the bookend. One bookend, and the other bookend was uh, Matthew Perry. Okay, that would have been that's a good thing to do. That guy was in charge of a whole lot of TV for a whole yes, lot of time. He was. Yep. Um. All right, let's get to these recommendals. Brian, we'll start with you. Tell us about your clip, and we'll play it. Yeah, this is a movie uh, that features a story that we've kind of seen over and over and over again, but I am going to say that this is the best iteration of that story that um, that has been released, and I wouldn't be surprised if this becomes the uh, international uh, Best Picture winner at the 2024 Academy Awards. Wow, let's give it a shot. Coco Nicolich wrote a letter to his parents. Dear mom and dad, I'm writing to you eight days after the plane crashed. We're in a beautiful place, completely surrounded by mountains, with a lake nearby that will freeze when the thaw starts. We're all doing fine. As of now, there are 27 survivors. Nando Prado's sister passed away today. I miss you very much. And I'm constantly praying to God that he at least lets me see you one last time. 
So this is uh, uh, the Paul Giamatti comedy. I'm just kidding. <laughs> the holdovers, exactly, yes. Yeah. Uh, no, this is called Society of the Snow. Um, it's the latest retelling of the story about the uh, Uruguayan uh, rugby team that uh, crashed in the Andes Mountains and spent 72 days there with... You know, no food except for members of the Uruguayan rugby team. Mm-hmm. Um, the the uh, probably the most famous version of this story is uh, "Alive" from 1993 with uh, Ethan Hawke. But uh, this is the Spanish, you know, this is a Spanish film, and so you get um, characters who look like they came from Uruguay. Um, this is kind of the, you know, it's, it's the thing that inspired, uh, yellow jackets. Um, it's been parodied. It's been talked about. Um, it's kind of fellow jackets basically is what this is. Um, but it's, uh, it's called society of the snow and it is Spain's selection for the best international feature film category, uh, the upcoming Academy Awards. And it is excellent. It, this, this is such a great version of this story. That is um, uh, so believable in its presentation. You're you're trying to figure out how they're filming this, how they're doing this, because it looks like they're stuck in the Andes. I know it's CGI, but it's so well is done. It, I mean, is yeah. it like are the exteriors all CGI? Like they're on a soundstage and surrounded I, by green? I assume so, but. Um, but it's so freaking believable that I'm not even hundred percent sure that it wasn't, I mean, it, it maybe was filmed in the mountains, probably wasn't filmed in the Andes, but, uh, certainly could have been filmed in the mountains and had that, um, uh, being, you know, realistic, uh, snow and, and that sort of thing. The, um, we watched the subtitled version, but I've listened to some of the, um, dubbed version this morning when I was recording that clip and it's like, Oh yeah, you know, this is, this is good. And it's not distractingly, you know, how you get that, that, uh, distractingly, it sounds like an animated film because everybody spends the entire time this close to the microphone and never gets further away yeah. or side face yeah. or anything like that. Um, <clears throat> and it's really, it's, it's just, it is a heartbreaking and beautiful and, amazing film especially when you think about how how long these guys survived out there and i didn't get that when we watched alive and i can't remember if we watched for film sack or if i just watched it on my own but the not sack. um it wasn't film sack okay um it it was such a um uh it didn't feel as treacherous treacherous oh it was filmed in the andes thank you uh scott looks like it was filmed in uh, in the andes Look at according that. to its imdb listing it was mostly the andes and a couple other local local to that area which that adds a lot of authenticity to this it really think. does because they look like they're the actors look like they're freaking freezing filming mm. this yeah um there we go yeah including the actual crash site in the andes they filmed in so wow they went they really went authentic in this and filmed it exactly where the the plane crashed could you imagine uh something went wrong and uh do you say this was uh, English anyway, or, 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 I it's, mean, it's Spanish, okay. but the, the dubbed version is fine. Uh, that sounded pretty um, good. That, that clip. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, that's narration so that, that it's different than the, the people arguing over who they're going to eat next. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when it's narration, you expect it to be somebody really close to the microphone. It's still, um, still it's, it's really good. This is uh man, um, so much more powerful, I think, than the ver- than alive, and mm. uh, um, 
Man, Henrik says the plane crash looked better in alive though. I I disagree completely. This this felt like you were in a plane crash. That scene that takes place as they're crashing mm. the plane. It's amazing. Here's the funniest part. We're watching it and it's getting to the end. And you know, you you might know the story that some of them do get rescued. I won't say how many, so that if you haven't seen uh Alive or this, you don't know um uh what's gonna happen. But during the rescue scene, I'm like, wow, this music feels like it's like I'm watching Lost when the uh, huh. the Oceanic Six are mm. getting rescued, and I'm like, how how is this feeling like that? Has feeling so much like that scene in Lost. Sure enough, it's Michael Giacchino doing the music for this as well, and he did the music for Lost, so you do get uh, uh, very much of a Lost feel in parts of this, which also is about a plane crash and a rescue. Well, and, um, and you can't pick a better one for things that are like snowy and cold. Michael Giacchino's yeah. sound is snowy and cold. Yeah, it, I agree. It absolutely. Is. Haunting. It's yeah. perfect for this sort of thing. I don't know how that guy, I mean, he's, he's so busy. He made his own movie this year or last, I guess it was last year, but he's just been yeah. so swamped and yet he still gets picked for just like perfect music match stuff like this. I think that's, that's he's, great. He's incredible. Absolutely yeah. incredible. Um, if you care about those sorts of things, Rotten Tomatoes got a 90% on there, uh, right now. So it's, um, uh, very, uh, very favorable. Um, yeah, I can't, I can't say enough good about this. It's just really, really good. And, um, more incredible now that I know that they actually filmed this in the actual location of the crash. And that explains how they were able to make it look so good without using CGI. Well done. Mm. And this is a Netflix original, correct? It's on this Netflix. Is, uh, it's on Netflix. I don't know if it's a Netflix original, but it is on Netflix. So their name's all over um, it. I assume it must are be. they? Okay. Yeah. Then it's a, uh, they paid for um, it. They, yeah, that's usually all that means is they were like approached there it is with right the film there. production companies. Yeah. Netflix yeah. is listed third as the production company. So there you go. Yep. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Um, very good. And, uh, um, like as far as being kids, safe, well, there's a little bit of nudity in there. Um, as far as being kids safe, uh, maybe watch it with your older kids. I wouldn't, I wouldn't watch it with a kid younger than 15 probably. And, and is that because it's, gory is it like is it it's, just is it never fun just movie intense. sounds like it's never fun mm. there's some surprisingly fun moments actually that are like you know they're okay. they're in the cockpit uh writing poet like uh killing time by making up poems and reading them to each other about the the, the crash and stuff it's uh um there are light moments surprisingly light moments in this yeah this is uh this is a this is a big one for Netflix. I hope that he I think it'll probably do well award season. Yeah. So. I, I hope so. I hope it um people have been uh, Hollywood reporters been saying this could even make it on the uh um in the best picture list. I think this is I haven't seen any of the other candidates, so there's no way for me to say it's a shoe in for the best international feature film, but um it's a high bar to set for the other international yeah, there's uh, there's submissions. been a lot of talk about a certain Godzilla movie in that category. Yeah, God, and everybody, I have gotten so many people telling me to go see Godzilla minus one while it's still in theaters. And, Car- uh, Carter saw it and will not shut up about it, and she doesn't. She doesn't even like Godzilla this movie. Get I know, down. right? It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Like I've seen some recent Godzilla movies. They're kind of fun. Shin Godzilla yeah. was all right from 2016, but it wasn't like you know mind-numbingly cha- uh, world-changing. Yeah. But this thing sounds like the deal, man. It's crazy how many people are. Yeah, like this has gotten so many people excited about uh <laughs> about uh about Godzilla. Yeah, that's awesome. 
Uh, all right. Let's so move. there you go. It's called Society of the Snow. I'll say the name again, and it's on Netflix, as are all four of our films this week. Yeah. La Sociedad de la Nieve. Neve. Sure, exactly. Spanish yeah. name. If you want to look it up in Spanish, you can, but look up Society of the Snow. Yeah, and don't do it based on my pronunciation. You'll get to go to the wrong place. <laughs> Uh, all right, let's get over to uh, Nicole. We got a little clip for you here. Uh, any setup you want to do here for this? Uh, I found it this morning. Didn't know it was there. I'm very happy I found it because it's really, really, really good. Oh, good. Cool. Let's play the clip and we'll stay on Netflix for this one. Here you go. We may not think about it, but we're all a part of something larger than any single one of us. And our work is one of the forces that connects us. It looks crazy downtown. Good morning, if kids have to tell me assist you. A revolution is happening right before our eyes. What happens if they replace you with a machine? Artificial intelligence, remote work, spiraling inequality. It can be hard to make sense of where we're going. What if people from three different industries, from the service entrance to the C-suite, invited us into their lives and told us, what makes a good job good? All right. I hear uh, former President Barack Obama speaking. Yeah, it makes me really hate this film. Oh, I hate it. I don't care oh, what's no, about it's, it. Yeah. It's, it. So it's a docuseries. It's four episodes, and you did hero Barack Obama, and he runs this whole thing. And he it, – it's called working. So our lives revolve around working. Uh, I got my first job at oh – God, what was I, 14? Mm. I worked – I worked in the service industry. I've worked with the service industry a lot early on. Um, what I love about this docuseries is that he focuses on what it was like in the past, what it's currently like, and he looks at, for the first episode, like service jobs. What it, And I've always said, I feel like every single person should work a service job at some point in their life to understand how you should be treating people. Mm. Um, so I was a dishwasher and then I became a, a side order cook. And then I did waitressing. I worked at a grocery store. I worked, Oh, this, this one, a service booth operator at a hardware store. I got yelled at a lot. Is that, so that's customer service, basically. Yes, is, uh, yeah, all, is like, it's all customer service. Um, I'm returning this hammer. It doesn't pull out nails. You no, it was <laughs> the guy yelled at me for the ceiling fan falling down. Oh God! Because like, he didn't install it right, probably. Because you didn't install it correctly, you yeah. dummy. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> like wow. he was just yelling at me. What? So. I really appreciate this docu-series because it kind of dives into what it means to be a service worker, how the gig economy um, affects people, how people are working multiple jobs just to get by. Um, they follow a DoorDash um, worker. Yeah. Um, they, but she also has aspirations for being a makeup artist. Um and they go into this uh, housekeeper at a hotel. They talk about unions. They talk about the history of unions. They talk about AI. I mean, it's just mm. really well done. And having Barack Obama kind of be the host of it, because he goes and he he's walking and he's talking. And I'm like, he just cares. <laughs> like, he, <laughs> like, you just feel like he really cares. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It just... 
But then he goes into the middle class and how the middle class is, how it's kind of an anomaly that there is a middle class, like the big picture kind of stuff, like how it came to be. Mm. And, and then they're going to go. So I've only watched the first two episodes. I've watched um, the service industry and then the middle class. And we're going into kind of the tech industry and kind of getting into, and finally I think the last episode is like the boss, like the high tier kind of, um, working like Mm. what does the different types of work afford you in life what makes you happy what do you you know each generation kind of has an idea of what work means Mm. to them Mm. Mm -hmm. so i'm curious what was your first job was it a service industry job mine was yeah i did uh, in fact mine was 14 and dishes at a place called brannigan's and uh (laughs) i ended up same kind of trajectory i ended up working it was it wasn't a cook kind of thing we did sandwiches and stuff and ice cream so i went from Mm -hmm. dishes to making ice cream in this big ice cream machine to cutting meat early in the morning and then later working the counter and doing all that and then at some point i managed it i think i was all of 15 by the time all this happened but it was a really good you're 100 right so this really great way of not only understanding how you should be treating people but learning how poorly some people do treat people yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that that made a giant difference in how I see people in the service industry. Like I I I never get all wound up or pissed at a place ever. Mm-hmm. Like you could yeah. you could almost fart in my face and and spit in my food. You could almost <laughs> do that before I would like have a big issue with you. And even then, my Hear assumption that, Utah, is uh, service workers. <laughs> yeah, and even mm-hmm. even then I would be like I don't know what their life's like or what they're going through. I don't want to judge this. I'm not going to eat that now. And I might say, yeah, <laughs> yeah. there's a problem here and I might leave, but I'm not going to give this, I'm not going to rail on this dude. I'm just going to, I'm going to, I'm going to make some, I'm going to make some assumptions on the side of he's having a rough one. And I just happen well, to be the, the, the it's recipient. funny. I didn't realize I was a workaholic until I had kids. Like I love to work. Like, I, I've always, I don't know. I, I, I was brought, we were, cause it talks about being poor, like, mm-hmm. and I don't necessarily like to think that, but yeah, we were, we were living paycheck to paycheck, you know, early, especially when I was much younger. Um, it, my dad was always injured. Like it was just, it was just hard. So There's something about growing up in that lifestyle that instills a, a very strong work ethic, work ethic. In mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so I just feel like I always have to work. I always have to make sure that we have enough. And, you know, I always have to improve my skills. I'm always learning. Um, just kind of like, okay, I always have like a plan Honestly, I have more than a plan B. I have a plan uh, D. <laughs> like, okay, if this doesn't work, then I can do right. this. And then, I, and I've always been like that. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. And and that's when you come from a very kind of shaky, unstable upbringing. Mm-hmm. Um, and and this kind of dives into that in in the very first episode, which I really appreciate how they presented it. And. Um, and, and it goes through and, and I've been so fortunate with the opportunities and the people and, you know, for, for me, I was told I should be a cosmetologist and I was like, uh, no. Oh, by <laughs> no. That, that, the test that we all took in, uh, 
junior no, no, high is, or no? No, oh, this somebody was my told dad you this? telling my oh. dad told me <laughs> wow. that's what his sisters were. Mm. Oh, and wow. I, I okay. had an, a, a really big argument with him on, no, I don't want to be a cosmetologist. <laughs> I want, I wanted to go to college because I, I enjoy technology. And if I'm being honest, it was watching people like Leo Laporte and Tom Merritt and watching tech TV that inspired me to think more of what I wanted to do. And it, and it, the show kind of goes into like, how, how do people build themselves up? Like what are the opportunities and how that's kind of dwindling away Mm. and mentors and kind of bringing people up. Um, Mm. So I really, really enjoy this docu-series. Um, Seems like good timing, too, because everybody's talking about the way the job market's shifting. I was reading a whole thing yesterday about how how many actual square feet of offices currently abandoned in New York. Right, yeah. And what the remote stuff has done to that business and how they're trying to cope. Like, uh, this is a really fascinating time of mixed stuff, like... On this side, there's inflation. On this side, there's this. There's new opportunities. The gig economy created a whole new way of making money, but also it's starting. Its weaknesses are becoming much more obvious. Uh, People like us, independent creators, didn't exist 20 years ago. So what is that? And what's the future of that? It's it's fascinating. When I tell people what we do, they're like, "What?" Yeah, they have no idea. (laughs) Like (laughs) they don't understand. Like applying for a house loan with our business, they're like. What? Yeah. <laughs> like we have to go through so many hoops. Like, no, we really do make a living doing this. No, it's a nightmare. Every time we need to do anything around here, I have to go through a hundred hoops. Nobody else has to to get it done. I hate it. It's almost like well, they don't want us doing this or something. It's weird. I don't like it. Well, and it talks about the kind of generational, like in the fifties, how much it costs to buy a house, and how the millennials are really going to be like the first generation in a long time that are not able to do as well as their parents. Like it's, it costs four times as much to buy a house now. And they talk about how everything like TVs and clothes, you know, are, are more affordable, but it's the big things like houses that are, it's really messed up right now for, for that generation. And it is. And, and I, I worry for my kids and I'm just like, Oh God, (laughs) like how do, how do I guide my children to learn things that probably don't exist yet because the technology mm-hmm. with AI and they talk about self-driving cars and the gig economy and all of that. And it's like what the path is a little scary. And I, I really appreciate this docuseries for kind cool. of trying to dive into that. Little side note, my daughter, who's what, 26 now or whatever, Carter, um, her generation, the, the just the sheer idea that you could just buy a house at 26 just sounds insane to them. That doesn't make any right. sense to them. Yeah. And uh, we had the 94-year-old guy, uh, my mom's husband, John, said, well, at your age, he actually said these words at a, at a get-together. He says, at your age, you should be in a house by now. Right. And this is a guy who bought his house, which is currently worth about a million two. He bought it when it was $14,000. Back oh in like God. the sixties or something. Yeah. And, and they, they, they show that too. Like we bought that house for $22,000. <laughs> yeah. And, and he looks and, and, and he still, he doesn't, he just doesn't see it. 
he just doesn't see how it's changed, even though he knows his house is currently worth way more than he would ever have paid for it by magnitudes of percentages. He still just doesn't see it. So there's that whole part of this, you know, where the generations just can't, especially the, the far flung ones, the real youngs and the mm-hmm. real olds are just like, what are you even talking about? Both, both sides have no idea. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. But, yeah. It- Higher ground yeah. is on a roll right now. I'm, oh, I'm a production company. Yeah. Every yeah, everything they put out, it's top rated, wins awards. This is uh, Barack oh, Obama yeah. just won an Emmy last week mm-hmm. for this, and it's his second straight year winning for best narrator. And, Did he? That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. yeah, and his the category for this year was Barack Obama, Mahershala Ali, Angela Bassett, Morgan Freeman, and Pedro Pascal. <laughs> like <laughs> wow. the best narrators you could imagine. Oh, that's pretty great. <laughs> that's pretty great. That's cool. I'm watching. I just appreciate. Yeah, I just ahead. appreciate that Barack Obama is out there trying to educate in a new way. Um, things like the government with the G word. I recommended that last year. I think. Um, and then this is, is another great, one, the, on, so. the only problem I have with it has nothing to do with him or the quality of the content. It's that it's some people's inability, regardless uh, of what the content is, their inability to watch this because they have a political reason not to watch it. And I kind That's of, part of me, part of me yeah. wishes that he ran a production company and had other hosts, but I realize the only reason I want that is so that more people could like the people most affected people by all these issues existing uh, resistance mm-hmm. just to check something out yeah right and people right. who could benefit I- from a discussion about economy about jobs about changes in this world are absolutely on the other side of the aisle as well so mm-hmm. I, yeah. I i feel bad that they're just point blank not going to consume this for that one simple reason even if he's just doing a good job hosting a thing it's still not enough for them right and well, i think I hate that's why that. he got uh, adam Conover to do the G word. Right. He hosted that. He just, Brock was just in the beginning, just kind of had a little intro part to it. And I would watch, by the way, if this was a documentary about work and it was uh, George Bush, I'd watch it. If it was Reagan, I'd watch it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like it's not a problem for me. If the content is meaningful, where they land on the political spectrum, it is, it is with some people, like I'll just straight up say it. I don't want, former president Trump to narrate a, a nature documentary freaking F off. I have zero interest in that or a jobs one for yeah. that matter. It's nothing to do with his political affiliation, which by the way, has hopscotched over the decades. So, you know, I don't even think he's actually a Republican at this point. My point is I want people who are smart to talk and to tell us stuff and to prepare things and to show us things. Mm-hmm. Barack Obama's a smart man. And that sounds interesting to me. Uh, I wish people, more people would see it. So I hope they do. So if you're listening yeah. to this and you're usually like, well, fusion there, part of a conspiracy, freaking just right. yeah. do it for yourself. And if you don't like it still, fine. I can't, you know, that's you and that's, you know, everybody gets their opinions. But Just don't. watch the first episode. I loved the people that he featured. I, just some great stories about yeah. people just working. That, I mean, we all are connected with I mean not everyone. I mean there are people that have trust funds, but but most of us, probably everyone listening to this knows what it's like to work a very hard job, to be in a situation where you're just like, "Oh my god, how am I going to I got, you know, $20 in my bank account. I got a bill coming up." Mm-hmm. Like I I've, I've felt that. It is awful. 
Mm-hmm. And so, and it kind of gets into that, um, and kind of where we are, where we've been, where we're going kind of thing. Nice. So check it out. That's working on Netflix Four okay. episodes. Dig in. Randy, let's dive over to you, sir. What do you got we're, here? We are lightening the mood a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> a lot. This is, uh, what you're about to hear is a comedy. It's a, it is a no laugh track sitcom. It's got a lot of connective tissue with things like the office. Uh, this is an Australian thing. You're about to hear a recent divorcee and also an attorney who really doesn't care about anything and just wants to get by talking to her soon to be new boss. All right, here we go. Is there a reference for that? Uh, yeah, should be there. The agency didn't send. Do you want me to give them a call? I'll see if they can send nah, it over. Or... We're all good, Helen. You know why? Because I like your face. It's fun. Lot of experience in that face. Mm-hmm. Says I've been around the block and know what I'm doing. Yeah, I'm a workhorse. Yeah, mm-hmm. plain and simple. I get the job done. Am I right? Yeah, that's me. Plain and simple, and like a horse. Helen, <laughs> when someone dies, it's sad. Mm-hmm. Then it's kind of boring. There's a lot of business, a lot of paperwork. What we've found here is that people would prefer to deal with a more mature lady. Can't say lady anymore, sort of um, female, non-male, whatever you call yourself. Woman, usually. Point is, you are one. Mm. So tick, tick and tick, Helen Shooter Fisk. Tick, tick and tick, as in, I got the job. Yes, no one in this pile even comes close to your age. What are you, 50, 55? 47. You look older, (laughs) which works for me. Start Monday. This sounds great. I want to see about this. And Fisk is the work of Kitty Flanagan, a stand-up comic from Australia, who is also our star and really, really close to a misanthrope in this show. She is just, she's been beaten down by life and she just, like I said, she just wants to get by. She uh, moves into an Airbnb in a different city, takes a job at a place that is the is a, going to what Nicole just said, like the example of everything wrong with working. And mm. uh, she just, she plays the butt monkey throughout. It's good. We got two seasons so far. It's on Netflix. It's, it's all so Australian, fun. right? It's little... like Australian cast entirely. looks like. Yes. Best I can tell. Okay. It's a little bit of a David Brent thing going on that I can, you know, in this, mm-hmm. uh, Yes. Uh, in this clip, geez. Wow. It sounds yes. funny, dude. I, I'm, I'm all in. I like, you know what I like? Yeah. I like Australian comedies. I'll just say it. Old ones, new ones. They've always, they always make me laugh every time. Don't know why. A couple why. of years ago, I, I came on this show and I recommended a, an English show called Mum. And mm-hmm. this is almost identical to Mum. Mm. It is, it is uh, characters who are all dumb. There's not a smart person in the bunch. <laughs> and they're, they're all so selfish but in a kind-hearted way, hmm. and it's just it, it never stops being funny. Do they have more planned? I, uh, first season was twenty twenty one. They're still going, as far as you know, uh, right? So the the second season kind of uh, I don't know what the Australian deal is, but it came out and then it hit Netflix a few weeks ago. Oh, okay, okay, and uh, yes, I'm sure there's going to be more of this because it's just it's the best thing Kitty Flanagan ever did. Like it's. And it's got to be cheap to produce. This is like it almost entirely takes place in a house and in an office. <laughs> I'm, I'm, uh, sign me up. Didn't even this know about it. Right. 
First yeah. I'd heard of this, so I'm I'm all in. Uh, that's great. It's called uh, Fisk, available on Netflix, seasons one through two currently available, and it does look like, based on IMDb, a third season is planned. So there you go. Yeah, yeah. Um, she uh, made this show with a, a co-creator named Vincent Sheehan, and I am now like, okay, I'm going to find out everything this guy did. Yeah, uh, it's a bunch of it's a bunch of Australian stuff. Like mm. it's all a bunch of TV like miniseries and TV mm. movies and things, and none of them have risen above. And that's fascinating. Like when you realize there's this whole other world when you get far enough away around the world, you know, like there's, there's probably a New Zealand TV industry going on and there's probably some really good stuff there that you just haven't found. Yeah. We got Brit box for Britain. We should get a, what would they call oh, yeah. it? Um, for Aussie box, Aussie Oceana box. box. Oceana box. That's not bad. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Then you could get, yeah. Jam your New Zealand in there. They won't right, be happy exactly. about it. Exactly. Don't you know. limit it to uh, to just Australia. Yeah. yeah. If, if, if the stereotypes should be to believe, neither will be happy about that arrangement. But still, <laughs> um, uh, this show. Anyway, this show has all of the stereotypes that you would expect, but none of them are just a pure ripoff of like The Office or Community or or what have you. Like they're all their own special Aussie take on the disaffected boss, the super selfish coworker the front desk person who is the biggest ditz that ever lived. Like <laughs> those sound like just plain stereotypes, but it's this take right. on that. That is, and, oh, and it's also very modern. Mm. A lot of those shows that you're, that mm. I just named, they have kind of throwback comedy. And this is, this is very current. Mm. These people using are using smartphones and they're on Twitch and so on. Okay. Oh, interesting. Yeah, they're dressed kind of like it's the 90s, but uh, maybe that's just Australia. That's her. This character, again, has given up on so much in life that she literally only, she has three copies of the same wardrobe and she just wears it all the time. I love it. Love it. Uh, All right, let's get to mine. This is a uh, quick one, but it's one that I loved when it happened for real or when it was happening uh, uh, week to week. Back on the AT&T network, which does not exist anymore as a thing. Wow. It's now rolled yeah. into Warner Brothers or whatever. But on Netflix, boy, we're all Netflix today, I just realized. We are. Wow. Yeah. I said that at the beginning. Oh, you did? Red on our light. Red, Netflix. Red, and, red giant end light. Yeah, end light. <laughs> Two end lights. Uh, this is one that was originally there. It is now here, and it is so great. Even though that ended prematurely, I think it's worth watching. And one of the funniest things ever. Here you go. Look, Loudermilk, let's face it. You're not warm and fuzzy. You're hard and angular and uncomfortable. You're like an Ikea chair who leads sobriety meetings. But be that as it may, I think the work that your organization does benefits a number of people. And for that reason, I would hate to have to suspend your meetings because of one unruly facilitator. Okay, so um, am I getting a prize or what? I need a favor. All right, the mo- the show is called Louder Milk. Uh, <laughs> yeah. This came out back in 2017, ran through 2020, but it was kind of spread out. I think there were only a total of three seasons. Yeah, that's correct. Um, it is uh, Ron Livingston. If you couldn't tell who that was talking, yeah. not playing not playing guy, his but. Office Space character. Basically, yes. This really? is it's okay. almost like the Office Space character got out of the office and then did a new thing after a bout of really bad alcoholism. 
and then is now basically kind of back to center of being the office, the office space worker. <laughs> uh, Was well, kind of an office uh, theme today, very too. much of an office theme, and and then a crashed plane. Yeah, so there you go. Yeah, yeah. it's a little bit different there. So, so no traveling and don't work in an office is what you're learning today. That's right. Um, Sam Loudermilk, the character played by Ron Livingston, lives in this apartment with his uh, friend Will Sasso. Uh, play he plays a character called Ben Burns, but Will Sasso's in this. One of my favorite roles of his. Um, he is all he's a co sort of recovering alcoholic. There's a whole story there. Um, and the story revolves around him running these meetings for others who are, you know, abusers and are trying to to get off the sauce. Uh, Brian Regan in a very strange role for him as one of the people that come to these meetings all the time, but also very different kind of thing for him in general. It's just and plus he's not in shows really ever, Brian Regan. Yeah, yeah. But in this he is and he's freaking hilarious in it. He's really good in it. Um, it's got all kinds of people you'll recognize from other stuff, but, uh, you know, the main ones are Will Sasso, Ron Livingston, Brian Regan, and then Ann, Anna Savick, I think is how you say her name. It's A-N-J-A. It's kind of a... So maybe Anya? Eastern European name. Yeah, I'm not sure. Anya, maybe. Uh, like you said, Claire Wilkes, Wilkes, or Will is her character. Anyway, she's a 19-year-old drug addict who's trying to get clean, and she is very, very good in this as well. Anyway, it is one of the funniest shows. It also has a lot of heart, and I like that combo a lot, especially when they pull it off. I think Louder Milk would have had a way better time somewhere besides at and because nobody had that shit when yeah. it came out, and it was their big hit. Um, well, that and I think Merce- Merce- Mr. Mercedes uh, was on there as well, I think. Can't remember. That was okay. also very good. That was a Stephen King adaptation. Um, anyway, now it's on Netflix. All three seasons. It's never going to be made again. So you know what you're getting into with these three seasons, and it is very, very good. It's very sweary. So just know that if you're putting the kids in front of it, uh, you know I don't know how old you want them to be before they hear a lot of f bombs because there's a ton of them. But it might be my favorite thing that Ron Livingston ever did. And Will Sasso is amazing. This is also uh, created, co-created by Bobby Mort and Peter Farrelly, one of the Farrelly brothers. Well, and Um, and Bobby Farrelly is an executive producer. Oh, is he in there as well? I didn't see that. Okay, yeah, you're right. He's right there. You have both Farrelly's. It's not your typical Farrelly comedy, though. And that's what I like about it. Like, the Farrelly comedies, I don't know. I'm I'm always hit and miss with those. I like them, but there's stuff that's outrageous, too outrageous. Yeah, Yeah, too farcical for me. This isn't like that. This is more down to earth, kind of straight up in your face, sort of people living their lives and doing their stuff. And there are times I laugh out loud at this show. So if you haven't seen Louder Milk, go check it out. Available now on Netflix. These, of course, are all up on quicktms.li. Brian's part already put them there. I see him right there. They're there. Yep. So if you guys are trying to track that shit down or you want to see what we did last week or the week before or way back, uh, it's all there in perpetuity. Uh, Randy, it's always nice to see you. Nicole, you as well. I hope you're. I hope you both have a fantastic week before we see you again. Same. Yeah. Watch, watch Crapopolis. And tell me how to sleep oh, well. I'm... <laughs> oh, I lost her. Oh, well. That, that conversation will happen in the ether. <laughs> Good times. All right. Uh, that's going to do it for today's show. Big thanks, everybody, for being here. We got one quick final note to get us out of here. It's about the California temp change. I received this text whilst mm. the show was going on. Oh, really? Okay, so this is ripped from today's text messages. From today's text headlines, Sedona Sam wrote in and said, when you have that kind of temperature change in California, they call that earthquake weather. Yikes. I'd never heard that before. Is that true? Must be true. I I didn't know that either, and that uh, 
So basically, like, buckle down, folks. Hope you're okay. Yeah. Because the- it was like 30 degree difference or something in the middle of the night for us. Or not 30. Wow. It would have been Jeez. Tw- uh, closer to 20 degree difference when we had that melting sound outside. But mm-hmm. I don't understand why earthquake weather would have any temperature changes. Do I not understand earthquakes? You know, well, I mean, uh, I guess if things are rapidly warming up, that means they're going to expand. And, and uh, if there's a, you know, the shift that's caused by the by one part expanding faster than another part could cause earthquakes. Chat's all saying it's bullcrap, but we don't oh, know. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. we don't know. Debunked years ago says Music Kitty. Dr. Calhoun says fake news. Uh, Randy says never even heard of it. Okay. He lives there. So there maybe go. it's a maybe it's bunk. I don't know. Maybe. Well, thank you, Sedona Sam, that, for your bunk. That'll make Sedona Sam feel better. Yeah, uh, yeah. If, if that's the case. <laughs> and they probably to worry about. I guess they yeah. they can still call it that. It doesn't maybe it just doesn't have any effect on earthquakes. Maybe. But. Yeah. because uh, if that was true, I should have, we live on a major fault and we should have earthquakes every five seconds if that were true. Because we have it all we have those shifts in t- temperature all the time. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that sounds like it's bunk. Uh, let's move out of here and get out of here. How about this? How about everybody go to patreon.com slash TMS? In fact, I'll give you even a better idea. Go to frogpants.com slash TMS. That's linked there. So is ways to request songs at the end of the show. So are all the other things we do uh, when it comes to audience participation. If you want to be a part of the show in a more meaningful way, all that stuff is there. That's frogpants.com slash TMS. Go there today. All right. Yes. We should play a song. We should. Let's do it. Uh, don't give me the, the the fingers there, Scott, the UK fingers. Is that a, is that, uh, is that offensive in the UK, this thing right here? Yeah, it's still offensive. In so the this UK. is peace. This is, what is that's this? That's okay, right. What do they do over there? What does this mean? We might do this. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's what you... Zoe, explain that while I read this. Yeah, let me know. Uh, Sandrider 3 wrote in and said, uh, Hey, Scott and Brian, this is a birthday request. Turning 70. Uh, my cancer is a turn, so I'm just taking it one day at a time. TMS is a bright spot in my day. Thanks for the smiles. Uh, signed Sandrider three, dude. We are hoping you're doing okay. Um, uh, that sucks. Yeah. So I don't like that uh, at all. No sir. Yeah. Um, Sandrider wanted to hear any Moody Blues or Bob Seger cover. Uh, you had me at Moody Blues. I love this song and I love this cover by Fountains of Wayne. This is from the Fountains of Wayne Sky Full of Holes uh, extended edition from 2011. It's Fountains of Wayne and a cover of The Story in Your Eyes. Children 
Frogpants.com. Got to catch the red eye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50% to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.